Good morning, everybody. I have opened up uh, the window that's in front of me. I'm at the house. I'm not at the, the church building, for those of you who can see, but I have a church background behind me. Um, but I've opened up my, uh, my window, and eventually, as we, as we go through this lesson, the sun is going to be coming in and shining a little bit more on me. And I think the, I, I open, so I opened up my, I usually keep the shades closed and I opened them up just a second ago and hopefully you'll notice as the sun comes shining through and you'll be thinking of the sun uh, because the shine from the sun is nothing compared to the great wonderful glory of the Lord that shines upon us and that is part of what we're going to be talking about today in Psalm chapter 67 it says, God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Now, what does that reference, what does that mean? We're going to explore that. And what are the results of him shining his face upon us? Him, you know, and it's actually three things there. It says that God be gracious to us and God bless us and God cause his face to shine upon us. And I'm going to go ahead and um, I, I think I'm going to be able to do this is to share my screen if I, if I suspect, right? So uh, if, if not, then you'll just uh, keep on, keep on. Well, actually, Jay, can you see the, is it Sharon? I can see you on my screen. All right, good. In Psalm 67 verses one and two, it starts out with this idea that God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. There are three things that are coming down from the Father in heaven. He is, it's just like he's pouring out his grace upon us. He is bless, pouring out his blessings upon us, and he is making his face to shine upon us. Grace is a wonderful thing. The wonderful loving kindness of God that's poured out on us. Oh, how great it is. The blessings, you know, what define the blessings of God. It just every good thing is being poured out upon us. God's wonderful blessing. Everything that is good in this life, it comes from him. And then that last thought, uh, I, he, he makes his face to shine upon us. Now, that's a little bit of a different phrase. We kind of Grace and blessings, uh, they're abstract things, but we kind of get the concept. concepts. This idea of making his face to shine upon us, I think it's a little bit, how does God make his face to shine upon us? Well, he sends us grace, he sends us blessings. This is the goodness of God. But when these Israelites, the Psalms are written to the Israelites, these Israelites, this nation, these people of God would have had an idea of what it means to have the face of God shine upon them. And I'm the, I looked at the commentaries. They didn't comment, comment on this. I didn't go searching, searching, searching. But the ones I looked at, nobody made this, this comment. But my thought was, what would the Israelites have thought of when God's is told to make his face shine upon them. And I go back to Exodus 34. So if you will, if you have your Bibles, you're welcome to turn there. But in Exodus 34, this is the second time 
that Moses has gone up onto Mount Sinai. He came down and broke the Ten Commandments the first time around because of the sinfulness of the people. And now he is going back up on the mountain. And in verse 28, it says, so he was, he was there with the Lord 40 days uh, and 40 nights. He did not eat or break bread or drink water. And he, meaning God, and God wrote on the tablets the word of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Verse 29. It came about when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand as he was finishing, as he was coming down the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone. And they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses spoke to them. Afterward, all the sons of Israel came near, and he commanded them to do everything that the Lord had spoken to him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a, a veil over his face. And that passage goes on to continue to describe that every time that Moses went into the presence of God, that it would make his face shine because he was seeing the glory of God. The glory of God was exposing him and changing him. And his face actually, it seems like it glowed. So that's an interesting thought. And then I want to go to Numbers and, and that happened continually. So after Moses would speak to people for God, he would not cover his face with a veil when he spoke to God. And he did not cover his face when he spoke for God. But then when he was done speaking, he would put a veil over his face so that people wouldn't be afraid. Now jump to Numbers chapter 6. And keep in mind that Numbers is still written, it's, it's, we're still at the, the scene at Sinai. They were there for a long time. And this is part of the law that Moses is receiving. And God speaks to him. And he's going to have, when God speaks to him, he's going to have his face shining. And when he comes out of the tent of meeting, um, if, if that's the, the case, I believe it was, was already built at this time. Not positive now I think about it. But in chapter 6, verse 22, Numbers chapter 6, verse 22, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, So this is, pay attention, this is God speaking to Moses. And he says, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. So the first time this phrase comes about as this, the Lord make his face to shine upon you, it's in this presence of Moses coming out and speaking to the people and he's speaking to the priests and they see his face shining because he has been in the presence of God. And now, in the midst of that context, God is saying that the great blessing for all of that people, all of the Israelites, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord 
make his face shine on you. Be gracious to you. God's saying that the blessings and what I want to share with, what what you see and witness, Moses coming into my presence and how it changes him, I want to share that with all of you. I want my face to shine upon each one of you. And it's a wonderful thought. And in this image that I've created, I, you know, you can't, how do you get a picture of God? And this is not to scale because this, you know, the image of God, you can't, you just, there's no way to picture God, but here are some hands kind of pouring out some light and some goodness down upon us, sharing grace, sharing blessings. And it's the Lord God making his face to shine upon us. God wants us to come into his presence. God wants us to be changed by being present with him. And um, now, I don't know how it's, the the sun's starting to come in. You're probably going to see it on my face in just a minute or two. Um, Well, I don't know how quickly the sun's going to get to me. I might have to preach longer just to make this effect happen, right? Because, so God speed up the sun a little bit so it can, it can hit me soon. But God pours out his blessing just like the sun shines down on us. God pours out his blessings on us. He wants to be, he wants us to come into his presence and he wants to shine upon us. And that's the background, I think, for that phrase, make his face shine upon us. And now as we get back to Psalm 67, we get into verse number two. And there is no period at the end of verse one. It's God be gracious to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among all nations. And so here it is. God wants us to be in his presence so he can shine upon us so that then we can radiate that same love and that same goodness that those all those blessings will be seen in us so that others can know throughout the entire earth all nations are to be blessed and so the image i have is from us the the word going forth the truth the salvation the blessings flow and remember it really it just fits so well with what God told Abraham, you know, and this is um, at the time of Moses, they, you know, their father was Abraham and God had told Abraham, he said, I will bless you and you will be a blessing to all nations. All nations will be blessed through you. Genesis chapter 12, verse number three. So check that. That's, this has always been God's plan. The, the, The image that we have in our mind that's created by Psalm 67, verse 1 and 2, is God's plan, is that he would be gracious, and he would be blessing us, and he would make his face to shine upon us, so that others then can look and see God in us. And it's very interesting to think about, too, then, as you start to apply this to us as Christians, because the context of Psalm 67 is for Israel. It's for the Jewish race, the descendants of Abraham. That was their promise, and it was done through Jesus Christ, and now we're a part of this. But Jesus Christ came, and he left. So he's not here 
himself in flesh and blood to shine upon the nations to take he he'd entrusted men to carry forth his word so jesus came and filled with grace towards us and blessings towards us and shining his face on us has now left us to do the work of sharing the truth the gospel the good news with others he pours out his blessings from above shining his face upon us so that then others can look at us. It's like we are to be like Moses, radiating the wonderful love of God from our own lives. So that is, uh, that's the main thought that I would ask you to consider. Keep that image and that thought in your mind as you go through life. Because if we're not letting God be seen in us, then we're messing up his plan. So we must do our best to let God to come into his presence so that his love can be seen in us as we go throughout our lives. Now continuing on uh, to uh, some of the, the other verses here, um, and it just really relates what we've already seen. It kind of it comes back to it in a second. So in Psalm 67, verse number 3. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. That's God's plan is, you know, he told Jesus, or Jesus said, I have sheep not of this, not of this pasture, and they're from other pastures. I, I have other sheep from other flocks that, that I want to bring in. That's always his plan. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He wants all peoples to praise him. He wants every soul on earth to come to him. God loves us and cares for us. He cares for every soul. He cares when we go around, how do we look at people? Do we look at people the way God looks at them? Because when God is seeing and watching everything that goes on, you know, it's everyone is one of his precious souls. And they're either lost or they're either saved. They either believe in Jesus or they reject him. How do you view people? You know, in this day and age of us versus them, you know, in, in every, every part of life now, and, you know, it seems like it's us versus them. It's, well, you're, you don't agree with me, so you're a big dummy. You know, it's, it's us versus them. It's in every regard. And it's so sad because there is an us in them. But from God's eyes, it's either you're with me or you're against me. And if you're against me, I'm just doing everything I can. I sent my own son to die for you because I want to reach you with love. He reaches out in love. So how do we view people? God wants all people to come to him. He wants everyone to praise him. Check, check your mind on how you view people. Check your mind on what you think in regards to people. Because when we get up, caught up in the world's ways of us versus them, then we lose, we lose our godliness. We lose the spirit of Christ who, who says, I don't care who you are, I'm going to love you. So uh, 
Remember, God wants all peoples to praise him. Verse number four says, Let all the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you will judge the peoples with uprightness and guide the nations on the earth. First of all, I want to, you know, if, if God has poured out his grace and his blessings and he has made his face to shine upon us and we know all of that goodness and we experience that, the joy of our heart should pour forth. And, and I want to encourage you in your singing. First of all, check your heart. Are you glad? You know, uh, Paul and Silas singing praises to God in the jail cell. They were glad in spite of their circumstances because they were in Christ. So check your heart. Are you glad? And when we're not, we need to figure out why. And you know, it's, it's, it's easy, it seems, to not be glad. But when we understand what Jesus did for us, we, we should be glad. If he loved me enough to die for me, there is something special going on there. He loves me so I should, I should be glad of that in spite of my circumstances. And do I sing with joy? When we come together, let's, let's sing. Let's be a congregation that loves to sing because we know how, how much God loves us. Let us love to sing. Let us be filled with joy and gladness. Even when you're in your home, you know, we, we, see, we can't hear each other sing, but wherever you're at, Sing out with joy. And when we come back together, what is our singing going to be like? Let us, let us sing out with joy and praise to God. And also in that verse, this idea of the righteous judge. You know, part of this, the essence of this sermon is that God wants to use us to reach others. And part of what we have to teach is that God is the judge and we have to let people know there is a judge, and, but he is a righteous judge and he will judge right. So come to him and trust him. A lot of people don't like God they, because they don't know him. Let us draw people to the righteous judge. Let us teach people that they can trust him with their lives and what they do. And at the end of time, you can trust him that he will judge properly if you have followed him in this life. Verse number five. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Again, it's a say, God wants everyone to praise him. He wants all peoples, all nations. And, and the funny thing here, it, it, this, this language of this passage, it does seem like nations. You know, you got the Israelite nation, then God wants all of the nations to, to join him. Well, and that's true, but he, wants, he just wants all people to come to him. You know, this idea of the United States of America, we want our nation to be a godly nation, to follow after God's ways. But we don't want the United States of America to go to heaven we want all souls to come into the church of Christ, into the kingdom of God, so then they'll be eternally saved. You know, so let's not elevate our nation above the kingdom of God. Um, and when it comes to, to politics and conversations and arguments going on pertaining to politics, you know, that can happen. Sometimes we can get our, our mind misplaced, and, you know, sometimes we can look at the scripture and it's, well, we should be a godly nation. Well, we want all people to be godly. We want all people to know God. We want to be a nation that allows that to happen. 
but God just wants everyone to come into his kingdom. So let's, let's keep our minds, our heads on straight, I guess. Let's keep our minds on the, the right target. Let us, uh, let us bring people to Jesus. Verse number six, the earth has yielded its produce. God, our God, blesses us. You know, we get, we get fed every day from the, the produce of the earth, and this is evidence of the blessings of God. 67, verse 7, God blesses us that all the ends of the earth may fear him. And what I went to great length with verses 1 and 2 to explain and to show, it's repeated right here. God makes his face to shine upon us. He showers down blessings and grace. He blesses us so that others may fear him. It is not to stop with us. It is to have an effect upon others. We are to draw others to God. That is the point. So the encouragement today, and um, my, uh, my right arm is getting hot because it's in the sun, but... Um, you know, my, my hand is almost, it's almost there. I'm, I'm in it a little bit, so you can see it just barely. The Lord is, the sun's shining down upon us today, and it's bright and it's hot, but boy, it's, it is nothing. And you can probably see my glasses getting darker too, right? That's the powerful effect of the sun upon us. It heats us up. We can feel it. It has an effect upon us. Without it, we would die. But God is so much brighter and so much more important and it has such a greater effect on us. So let God shine his face upon you so that you may shine his light to others. The last two verses, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 uh, through 16. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Philippians 2, 14 through 16. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory, because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. A crooked generation, perverse generation, it's all around us. Are we appearing as lights in the world? Stars in the universe shining forth the light of Christ. Let's draw people to Christ. Let us share the love of God. And it's this same concept of, you know, God, what God has done for you, do for others. If God has given you grace and blessings and sh let his face shine upon you, then share that goodness with others. He is, he's, that's his plan. Let's not get in the way of his plan. Let's 
follow the plan. Let us be light. If there is anyone here who hasn't given yourself to the light, when you are immersed into Christ Jesus, you really believe in him, and you get baptized into Jesus, you are coming out of the darkness and being birthed into the light. What a joy it is. I invite you to, if you haven't come to the light, do it. Give yourself to Jesus. And to the rest of the congregation, I would just say, be devoted. Uh, don't, ever, don't ever fail. Even if we've failed in the past, let's not ever give up on this notion of being, uh, being a light to this wicked and perverse generation that sa- surrounds us. Let us bring glory to God and shine the light of him so others can see. If anybody uh, needs prayers or encouragement, contact me or somebody else in the congregation. And uh, I pray that the Lord God will make his face to shine upon you. If any, with this song, we're going to encourage you to respond. Either do it now or do it later. But we're going to sing this song to encourage us.